Today in Canadian history for May 25th, I'm Mark Affelt. The Battle of Eccles Hill took place on this day back in 1870. The battle was an attack on Quebec by the Fenians, and it represented a renewal of the attacks on Canada that had first struck in 1866. The Finians were an Irish nationalist group founded in North America that was dedicated to supporting the cause of Irish independence back in Britain. The Finians were a branch of an organization that had been established back in Dublin, known as the Irish Republican Brotherhood. To learn more, today in Canadian history's own Joe Barima spoke with Alan Rowe, an instructor at Keanu College. Um, and so the catalyst of, of, for the group in, in Canada um, uh, uh, trying to attack Canada, I, this is a group dedicated to Irish independence. What's, what's, what's the logic of, uh, of turning, turning north? Well, logic is a very generous, uh, a generous word for the plan. It wasn't terribly well thought out, but by the early 1860s, the American uh, branch of this organization decides um, the best strategy is to attack Britain where it can be attacked. Uh, the supremacy of the British Navy made it really difficult to send 10,000 armed men across the ocean to attack Britain, but you could turn them north and attack Canada. And the theory is one of two things is going to happen if if these Irish American radicals attack Canada. One. They're going to provoke a war between the United States and Britain. Uh, and after the end of the Civil War, the 1865 to about 1867 period, there's there's significant tension between Britain and the United States for a whole variety of reasons. Um, so there, there wasn't a completely absurd idea. The more absurd uh, component of this plan was that they could conquer Canada and use it as a bargaining chip, barter it away for Irish freedom, which is uh, a flawed plan. The Battle of Eccles Hill was led by John O'Neill, the most devoted of the Fenian leaders. Born in Ireland, O'Neill came to the United States in 1848 during the famine. And like many of the Fenians, O'Neill had fought in the Civil War. Because of this, the Fenians were trained, disciplined, and in the immediate aftermath of the Civil War, they were also unemployed. Well, John O'Neill is the man who's going to lead the attack on Eccles Hill, and he was the one uh, Fenian who had some credibility. Uh, by 1870. He, he was an Irish immigrant. He had come to the United States during the famine as a teenager. He had joined the Union Army and he had served in the Civil War uh, with apparently some distinction. And it was during the Civil War uh, that he gets involved in, in Fenian activity. And um, through a, a set of circumstances, he actually leads the single successful attack on Ontario in 1866, the Battle of Ridgeway, which is celebrated by Irish nationalists as the one time they actually strike a successful blow against a British army. So O'Neill uh, has led the first attack, and his star is sort of rising after 1866. And it'll be uh, O'Neill that spends most of the, the next several years after 1866 raising money, recruiting men, all with an eye towards attacking Canada again and succeeding where the 1866 invasion, even though it had met with some success, it ultimately didn't achieve its objective. The battle was a complete fiasco. The first raids of 1866 had achieved at least minor success, but the 1870 raid was an utter and embarrassing failure. Essentially, by 1870, O'Neill feels he needs something to show uh, for his, his fundraising. He's been raising money. He's been telling people, we're going to attack the British. We're going to attack Canada again. And he feels that by 1870, if he doesn't do something, uh, his credibility is, is going to go completely away. So he decides 
Uh, another attack is um, promising in 1870, in part because of what's happening in, in the West, uh, the first Riel resistance, the first Red River event that, that Riel resists the annexation or the, the acquisition of Rupert's Land by Canada, uh, has created some chaos. And O'Neill thinks he can take advantage of this. This is, a, again, a bit of an um, optimistic thing on his part, but he thinks he can take advantage. Uh, so he chooses May 24th, Queen Victoria's birthday, as the day that he's going to uh, march and attack, is rather disappointed when only about a tenth of the people he expected to show up actually show up. He only gets about 100 recruits. So he delays the attack for a day. He's supposed to attack on the 24th of May, waits a day because he's convinced that more reinforcements must be on their way, and some more show up, but but it's a, it's a disappointing turnout overall. The problem for O'Neill is that by waiting this extra day, any chance he had for surprise is gone. It's public knowledge that he's going to attack. I mean, it gets to the point where farmers have been communicating across the border in Canada. Wow, you know, there's a bunch of Irish radicals preparing to attack. You realize this. Um, and, and, of course, the, the Canadian government is already apprised of what's happening through their intelligence network. So O'Neill marches, or his men march across uh, the border, uh, the, the advance guard of Irish freedom, they're shot at. There's a few casualties, and they essentially run away, and, and O'Neill is arrested. O'Neill is nothing if not tenacious. Um, he's going to try this one more time. And by this point, uh, even the most um, optimistic uh, Fenian was, was basically thinking O'Neill's was, was crazy. And the, the vast majority of Irish Americans who are still interested in homeland politics turn their attention to Ireland itself. It's pointless attacking Canada achieves nothing. Well, O'Neill, uh, after spending about a year in prison, organizes an attack on Manitoba in 1871, uh, where he seizes an abandoned Hudson's Bay Company post just across the border at Pembina before fleeing uh, the advancing British Army. But essentially, the significance is more political than military. Now, it's a completely inconsequential military engagement, but it's the real last gasp, other than this Manitoba adventure, of organized Fenian attacks on Canada. Uh, as I said, the, the political aftermath is, is that Irish Americans still very interested in homeland politics, but they turn all of their attention across the Atlantic rather than north. As always, today is a day full of Canadian history. The Quebec Nordiques of the National Hockey League were sold on this day back in 1995. The team would later move to Denver, Colorado. Politician and businessman William Maxwell Aitken, also known as Lord Beaverbrook, was born on this day back in 1879. And as always, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CGSW 90.9 FM. The executive producers are Joe Burma and Mark Affeld. Original music is produced by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. Our series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cgsw.com slash today in Canadian history. The moral of today's story, kids, is that if it weren't for the Canadian militia, we'd uh, all be speaking Irish right now? Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs>